When I'm working with people to help them intentionally design their career and their lives, they often tell me all the things that they do not want. And it's great because we actually get a lot of clarity from the contrast. I often say contrast equals clarity. So it's important for us to know the things that you don't want to intentionally evaluate your life. That's important, right? But then I ask them, what is it that you do want? And oftentimes that can be the harder question to answer. And that's why so many people need help with getting clear on what it is that they want, right? But often they will sit there for a little bit, they'll pause and they'll say, you know, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And then, of course, we figure out what are the things that generate happiness for them? What does a life look like where you are happy the majority of the time? Of course, as a human being, you're not going to be happy all the time because you're a human having a human experience. But can you live a life where you people look at you and they're like, wow, you're happy. Like they consider you to be a happy person. Right. So on today's episode, we are talking about being happy. And I'm going to share with you three secrets of happy people. These are three things that I've noticed from observing people who I would describe as, generally speaking, a happy person. And that's something that I've been craving in my life lately. Like, I want to be known as someone who is a happy person. So, Let's learn from those that are already generating so much happiness. Like, what is the recipe to that? Whatever it is, give me it because I want that. That's what we're talking about. So in a nutshell, three ingredients that make up the recipe of being a happy person. That's what we're going to dive into on the show today. So before we get on with that, I need to give a shout out to our latest podcast review. And it comes from someone I know and love dearly, aka Sassy is the name that it's written under. And in a nutshell, she basically says it's like having a conversation with your best gal pal and that she loves that neuroscience is brought in and it makes it legit. She uses one of my favorite words, legit. And you all know when it comes to intentionally designing your life, I'm all about making sure that you keep your brain in mind and how it works when it comes to making the changes that you want to make, if you want them to be sustainable. You're going to need to change who you identify as. And what I mean by that is whatever goal that you have, if you don't have the results already, and clearly you don't if it's a goal for yourself, that means the way you identify needs to change. Your pro- mental programming, your habits need to change. So I want you to prioritize that, being that person. So let me give you an example. Let's say I always give this example. I want to be a writer, but I don't identify as one right now, but that's a goal of mine. Maybe my goal is to write a book, right? So that means I need to have the identity that I am a writer. So I need to act like a writer now. So I, in my schedule, there should be time that I'm writing. I should have an environment set up as a, a writer would. I probably would surround myself with other writers, right? So all of that stuff needs to happen too. Like I have clients right now that are wanting to completely change their careers. So an example would be I have some that want to be, you know, um, a course designer, right? They want to design their own course or facilitate groups. 
and maybe they don't identify as that person now. So what they're working on is developing habits, like they're acting like a course designer. So what does that mean? They're designing content. They are getting people excited about that content. They are creating an environment where people show up and take that course. Um, the same is true for, you know, if you wanna do, be a social media manager. So that's another example. Then what do you do? Then you start managing social media content now. You start acting like a social media manager now. You engage in the things that they would engage in. You know, I have people who want to be fashion designers. Um, the same thing. I'm like, well, what are you designing now? Or you're styling something, right? We want to see your style now. You need to act like that person now. Instead of thinking that then you'll get, you'll get the job and then you'll act that way. No, we behave that way now. And then we have the results of that person right? So that's what I want people to see because I think so often we don't think that way. And I never used to think that way. And when I think about my life, like how much it's changed in the past couple years, I'm like, what? It just, it, it's so exciting to me. But you know what happened was I had to change the way I identified as. Like I wasn't always, you know, um, I didn't identify as a certain kind of entrepreneur or a podcaster or um, an international hiker or, you know, a through hiker or like I was thinking about that, too. It's like now I know so much about hiking, like I can survive in the woods, you know, on my own. Like I understand what gear you need, um, all the things. I didn't know anything about any of that stuff. It's funny because sometimes we see people carrying like packs and they have like just super heavy gear and they're brought all this other stuff and we're like what are, what are you thinking like you totally you're here for one night you do not need to pack everything in your house in that pack like that was not a good idea it's heavy you're gonna struggle now going up those mountains blah 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 well that was me before I didn't know what to pack I didn't know how to be but then what did I do is I studied people that were long distance hikers and I adapted their habits and I surrounded myself with people I wanted to be like. And then I became her. And that's with anything. You can, you can do this with anything and that's how you should be thinking about it. And that's what we're thinking about now is we are thinking about how we can be more happy, be identify as a happy person. So when other people look at our lives or they look at us, they're like, dang, she's so happy. Don't we want that to be said about us? Right? I mean, I want that to be said about me. I don't know if that's an ego thing, but I do. I want people to think of me in that way. Okay, so that was a long way of saying I really appreciate that review and um, just shining a light on the neuroscience aspect of this podcast. We have a little neuroscience tip today too. All right, so thanks for leaving that. Um, another thing is too, is if you like something, and it's not just about the show, like of course I want you to leave reviews on the show. That, that's so helpful for people finding it. But I wanna encourage you to be the person that generates more joy in the world, more happiness, more love. So if you like something, tell people that you like it. So often people are quick to criticize. If you look at reviews and things like that, but when they really love an experience, you often don't hear from them. And I feel like it's important to tell other people that. And it's also important to generate that energy into the world, that loving, joy-filled energy in the world. The more that you show up and you generate that, the more you feel that way, right? You give that away, then you have that in your life. Okay, so that's, we're going to dive deeper into that because that's one of 
our tips or related to one of our secrets. So we're calling it. All right, let's go here. So let's talk about our first secret. Let me find my notes because I've, you're going to hear my papers crumbling. All right. So number one, the secret here is to be the observer versus the judge. Take on that role, the observer versus the judge. What do I mean by that? You know, when people are constantly criticizing others, like, you know, people that are just like extremely critical, they're always saying what's wrong about someone or something. Do you think about that person as someone who's a happy person? No, you don't. You think of them as someone who is a miserable person. Why though? Like, like really think about this. Think about the energy that they're generating in that space because they're criticizing something. And I've done this, like I was just thinking recently about how I've been kind of super critical about things and how other people show up. And I just like fixate on how someone else should be living their life. And it's like, I'm showing up as the judge. Why am I taking on the judge role? I'm not here to judge the entire universe. That's a big role that I do not want. And I won't get paid for that. And I wouldn't feel good doing that, you know? So um, I was thinking about how when we were in Italy, um, we were eating next to a group of women so they were there to ride horses and they were from the UK area I believe um and I love the accents I love the accents anyways um they were there and one of them was a few of them were extremely critical of everything like you could hear it you know at dinner it's like oh so much food you know they're kind of like criticizing about the food portions even though it's an abundance and of loveliness Um, But anyways, and then just criticizing about different rides they've done in the past. And it was just like, I looked at them and I was like, I don't think they're very happy. You know, that was my first impression. And then later on, I went to go get ready to ride the horses. And I show up, I have jeans on and my hiking shoes. And I don't have all the gear and all the things. This is last minute trip. I planned it like two days before. It wasn't even really planned, right? I fly to Italy. I don't have anything. I don't have boots in a certain way, whatever. But that's fine because in Indiana, I go for horseback rides in my jeans. All is well. Apparently, no. There with their judgment. So she looked at me and she's like, "Uh, you're going to wear jeans and those shoes. So it was like this constant, like this instant criticism. And I kind of just like giggled and I was like, yes, yes, I am. Um, But anywho, the point was, is that I want you to think about like not being that person, that kind of person. Like really, like what kind of energy are you generating? And sometimes in conversation, pay attention to your conversations. When you're talking to your friends or people you love, do you talk about how you criticize other people for how they show up? You know, like are you critical of how they're being? Like even if you think about it, I'm telling you about this person, someone could perceive that as me being critical of how she's showing up, right? But honestly, I don't really, I mean, whatever, I'm not, I don't think I'm coming from that low energy. I'm just observing. This is what I've seen, this pattern that she was delivering, right? I don't think it felt good to be around. So um, God, there's simple things that we do. If you listen to conversations, people will always, often start talking about, you know, their significant other, you know, criticizing them for being a certain way with their friends or how someone spent their money and what, you know, all these different things. And I have lots of judgments about people in my life. And I'm like, why am I even spending my energy talking about that? Like I had a conversation with my husband yesterday and I thought about it. I'm like, I haven't even seen him in a while since I was gone in Italy and all the things. And 
I was telling him a story about something that somebody did and basically criticizing it. It's like, really, Ange? Was that like a was that a conscious choice to show up and explain that story and bring that energy? No, it just was like a habit. So I just want to shine a light on that and say that show up as the observer. What if you observed the situation? If you noticed, so we know there's a correlation. The more critical people are, the less happy they are. So criticism, judgment lives in a very high catabolic state of energy. Doesn't feel good to hear. And if you think about being responsible for your energy and the energy that you transfer into the world or you generate into the world, um, if you're talking about things, you're criticizing people, you're generating that kind of energy into that space and no one's like, oh, it feels really good to talk about this over this beautiful view. Like, no, it doesn't. Because I was thinking about that in Italy. It was so beautiful there. Guys, the roses, they were huge. The area that we were eating at, jasmine smell everywhere, the old castle. And then you have these rolling, beautiful hills and then mountains in the distance. We were in like the area around Tuscany. It's like the middle of Italy area, very remote and so beautiful. And in that scenery, we're sitting there listening to constant criticism. And even in a beautiful scenery like that, you can feel this other kind of energy being generated. And I don't think the person was conscious of it. And I was doing some of that too. And I was not being conscious and intentional about it. So this is why I'm bringing this up. Choosing to be the observer versus the judge. Being the observer too is a higher energy where you're not necessarily judging it. You're just like, huh. Hmm, there it is, you know, right? Someone's showing up that way. Even with her, like instead of, let's say she was talking about something and I didn't like it and I didn't want to hear it. I could judge that as like, oh, look at this person talking and choosing. I could give energy to it in that way or I can say, hmm, you know, I just observe it and see it as it is and not try to change someone, make them be a different way. We give so much energy to that too. And that, that causes that generation of the catabolic energy like wishing someone was a different way and just kind of obsessing about how they are and how annoying it is and blah, 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 right? Feel that, like it doesn't feel good. So happy people don't do that. I know someone who I consider to be very happy and I never hear her judging other people. Like in our conversation, she just kind of sits there and listens. She doesn't feel like she has to give an opinion of how she feels about someone or she never talks negatively about someone because she chooses to be the observer versus the judge. And if you notice, people that are less judgmental are often way more happier because they don't give their energy to criticism. So I'm bringing that up and I'm going to commit, I'm going to say this now, to be someone who is the observer, who is not judgmental, who shows up from a place of love or curiosity or excitement and doesn't commit to saying bad things about people. You know, I want to be her. Okay, so the second tip or secret that I have is to let things go. Let it go. Choose to let it go. On my cell phone case, um, my old cell phone case, because now I have like a protective cover since I've been hiking and I've dropped it in the water and all the things. Anyways, um, I used to have this leather cell phone case that had uh, an engraving thing in it and it said, let it go, let it flow. And it was to remind me to let things go. And so often I would look down at that and I'd be like, yep, okay, let it go. Because I would start to notice I was fixating on something and it was generating that energy for me that I didn't want to have and generate. So an example recently was I had left a 
a review for an Airbnb that I had stayed in. And I've been pretty committed to like leaving reviews that I'm trying to be helpful to people, um, especially because I've been living in a lot of different Airbnbs. And, you know, so now I feel like I've had a lot of experiences with them and can give like good feedback to people. And I always think about myself like what I would want to know if I was going to stay somewhere, what would have been helpful, helpful for me to know. I like for some reason I take these very seriously, these reviews. <laughs> so recently I left a review for a place and uh, everything overall was well as far as clean, Wi-Fi I needed, great location, yada, yada. And except, you know, there was a couple of things. And I talked about how um, some people were really, really loud at, in the middle of the night and I'm a light sleeper. So that kind of woke me up. And also the the AC thing turned on and off, on and off, like throughout the night, like pretty loudly. And anywho, so there are a couple of things there, but I'm not, I don't want to be like the critical person. So anyways, um, and so when you're walking up the stairs, it just like reeked heavily of the smell of marijuana. Like I can't confirm that it was marijuana, but it definitely was so like so potent and it's like whatever people can do whatever they want I don't care but the thing was is like I was actually concerned about my stuff smelling that way the way it was you know billowing I guess in the hallway so anyways I write this review I talk about all the goodness of it, the place and then I was like and if you are a light sleeper um, I would bring some earplugs that way um you know, and I mentioned a couple of things that were loud just in case it's loud. But otherwise, if you're a hard sleeper, you should be fine. And then I said, and also, if you're sensitive to smells, I did notice a marijuana like smell in the hallway that was pretty strong. So just keep that in mind if you do choose to stay here. And I don't know, guys, like I, I'm like, should I not have written that? Because afterwards, the person just really got mad at me for saying that and said that you didn't confirm that that's what it was and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Okay, that's true. I did not confirm that that exactly was what it was. I don't know. Um, but then I thought like, you know, I am committed to speaking my truth, even if that might upset somebody. Because I was thinking about other people that would stay there just so they're aware, you know, if that bothers them. Maybe it doesn't bother someone. But for me, one of the things is I'm very sensitive to the smell of like even cigarette smoke. And if it's around me, I just don't want to be around it. And if someone tells me like, "Hey, just to let you know, that smells a lot like this, or I've noticed this, I'm going to keep that in mind. And that's really helpful to me. But I didn't want to hate on them. And I really like, they even said they're like, your review is very confusing, because you speak all these nice things about whatever the place. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but like, I, because I, I do think highly of the place, I was just cheering. So anyways, you guys are like, why are you obsessing about the sand? So that's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make is that um, letting it go. So after I wrote this review, I got that response back and it was kind of negative towards me. And I was kind of like, should I have wrote, that? you know, and I kind of like pondered that. And I was like, no, I've been committed lately to speaking my truth and letting people think negatively of me if they want to. Um, anywho, so I was telling my mother-in-law this story and how I was just kind of like upset. And then I was like, oh, I can see where they're coming from though. And kind of explaining it. And she was like, and you're never going to see them again. You'll never see them again. So it's okay. It's all good. And I was like, you're right. Why the heck am I obsessing about this? Like, let it go. So my energy was so like focused on like this. And I think it was just more of like that person thinking negatively about what I said, which is like, duh, and of course, they're going to think negatively of what you said. Or you should have thought about that before you said it, if you were concerned. But anywho, um, 
So it was just an experience where I was like being reminded to let things go, like let it go, let it flow, because that was taking up my joy in the moment because I was obsessing about it and I was having an awesome day. So I just wonder, like, how often do we do that? Like someone said something. I hear this all the time. Client sessions all the time. They'll talk about like something that someone said at work and how it bothers them so much. And they like they spend their whole session talking about that you know, just um, crit- like even criticizing that in a sense or judging that. And that's what I'm talking about because happy people, they just let it go. They're like, oh, okay. And they let it go. So how can we be more like that? Like it's a practice. Clearly I need some practicing, but I just wanted to bring that up. All right. Hopefully that serves you in some way. All right. We are on three. Number three, the third secret. The third secret, we kind of talked about this, is that um, happy people, they're social. Think about it. You don't see someone that like is always on their own and you're like, they're so happy. Like they're in their house all the time by themselves. They never really do anything, but they're so happy. Usually they're not. Because I think we're, we're not to say you can't be happy on your own. I ain't saying that. Sometimes like you really just need to be on your own at times just to get away from people to, to shift your energy to be a happy person for sure, hands down. But generally speaking, happy people are often social people and they generate, they generate happy experiences for others. So um, the whole thing here is like, if you want to be happier, how can you help other people be happier around you? This is being mindful of the energy in the space. So let's say you're at a restaurant and let's say people start talking about um, something negative about someone and you're, they're kind of like obsessing about something that happened, you know, not letting it go like me, like in that situation I just told you about and they're obsessing about it. And it's like you, you don't want to spend your time talking about that and you can feel the energy kind of like declining. So. Since you're conscious of that, and maybe they're not conscious of it, you can shift that energy. So you can shift that conversation. You can generate a happy experience there. How does that, that work? What would that look like? It might look like, so let's say I'm chatting about something stupid and not letting it go. And you're like, so, and how was your trip to Italy? What was, it, what was the favorite, your favorite thing that you did, right? So immediately my brain has to think, like, what did you like the most about it? And my brain needs to think immediately like, hmm, what did I like, 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 almost like a Google search bar, like I put in the word like, and all the things that I like will pop up. And I generate those feelings of joy for me. What was the most fun thing you did? Right? So you can ask questions that are like dopamine sparking questions to shift the energy, get the person to think in a different way and shift the entire con- the conversation for your sake and for their sake and for the energy that's being generated in the room. We can do that. I've I've had clients tell me where they, you know, were sick of being around people, like when they would go out for dinner and just people that would just want to talk about all these negative things or like, I can't handle it. I don't want to be around them anymore. And then they're complaining about the situation. And I was like, well, what can you do in this situation? What can you do? You can guide the conversation in a different way. And maybe it's too much work. Like that person just keeps bringing it back to the negative thing. Then obviously then you can choose to go hang out with different kinds of people, but you always have a choice there. And don't let your brain go to like the victim mode about something. Like you don't have a choice, right? And this, there's some questions that I love asking is what do you want to make this mean? That's a good question to shift your energy. What do you want to make this mean? Like, let's say I have like a session that I don't think is very good with my clients. And I'm just kind of like, eh, that kind of, I don't know, I didn't feel good about that. And it's like, what do you want to make this mean, Ange? 
you can make it mean what you suck or you can make it mean that you're having an off day or whatever you get to make it mean whatever you want so make up a story that serves you or you can ask yourself the question what is it teaching you it's teaching me oh you know I probably should have gotten up earlier that day and um you know like I feel my best when I get up and I do my morning routine and then I show up better so this is teaching me to really prioritize that you know and you know the review stuff recently what did I learn from that situation is that was teaching me to really think about the impact of what I was saying you know and and really coming really asking myself coming from a place of love you know and but I am gonna say I'm I would be grateful to have read that something like that to know so I was had a better knowledge of the whole experience you know for myself as someone that was potentially gonna stay there so anyways, it's like, okay, let it go, Ange. Why do you bother me guys so much? I'm working on, you know what it is? I'm working on my people-pleasing side of like disappointing people or like having people be mad at me. I don't like it. I don't like the feeling of it. It's so hard for me. And that's what I need to do. Like that's an area of growth for me for sure. Because as I grow and I reach more people, of course there's going to be people that think that are so annoyed by me that want nothing to do with me. Like they'll listen to my show and be like, I hate you. I think your voice is annoying, you know, whatever. And I got to be okay with that. Like that's a risk that's associated with me playing bigger in life. And speaking of that, this is a great segue because we got four more episodes until we reach 100 episodes on the show. What the heck? What the heck? I just like, I got the chills just thinking about that. So I'm dedicating the last four episodes to talking about playing bigger in your life. We're going to have a special guest on the show. I have all the content developed for talking about playing bigger, um, my tips around that, how to motivate yourself to play bigger. So that is coming because this is what I've seen. I've also seen, so we're talking about ingredients, right? The recipe of being a happy person. There's a recipe for being a person who plays big in their life, who has really cool experiences in their life. There's a recipe there. One of the things is that they're willing to be uncomfortable and take risk to be who they want to be, right? And when you up-level, and you become X kind of person that you haven't been, there's a new set of problems that come with being her or him. A new set of problems. Like, for example, when you step on the stage, now you get the problems of the criticism, possibly, of the people not liking you. But if you stayed in your little cubby corner, then you ain't got to worry about the judgment, about what, you, what your message was. You don't have that problem because you ain't out there playing big like that, right? But when you do other problems show up for you. And those are things you're signing up for too. This got me thinking when we were in Italy, I asked our horse um, trainer or guides, um, I asked them about, you know, the the risk associated with like riding and how, um, I don't remember how I worded the question, but basically they said, I said, does it, is it hard to take on like the responsibility of like when someone comes on and rides, like what could, you know, happen as far as falling off or having other accidents related to the horses? And they said, you know, we don't really, I don't focus on that. She said, I really don't focus on that because I think about how, you know, there's so much other goodness of like riding that you can experience. And the reality is, is when you, when you come here and, and you decide you're going to ride that horse, you sign the dotted line that you're willing to take the risk associated with riding that horse, that you could get hurt, that you could fall off, all the things, right? You understand that risk and you accept it. So when you want to be a horseback rider, you sign up for those kinds of problems too. 
So I want you to be thinking about that. Whatever you're doing now, you're trying to play bigger in your life. We're going to talk about this, obviously, in the next four episodes. But if you are, then know that some of the problems that you may be experienced, the overwhelm that you may be experiencing right now, those are things that are associated with being the kind of person that you want to be. In a sense, it's like a privilege to have those kinds of problems, right? I think about having being one of the things, you know, on my vision board was that I wanted to be a lake home owner. We just bought our house in the lake. And now, guess what? I got to figure out how to mow the grass, figure that out. The rental stuff, I'm figuring out all that stuff. All these other things. Like the boat, I have no idea what the boat, we bought this boat, this old fisherman boat. I don't know anything about the damn boat. I know nothing. <laughs> it's like on the lawn and I'm like, what do I, do like, does it, can it go on the water now? Or what's going on with it? Do I need a license to drive it? Like I had no idea. But I thought like if I'm going to be a lake homeowner, I should have like this boat and I didn't think it was a reckless decision because it was the previous guy's boat and it's like this old school thing like I'm super excited about it but I don't know anything about it but now I have boat owner people problems I have lake home owner people problems and that's what I'm bringing up so happy people in a nutshell they are the observer versus the judge they let things go they let things go let it go, let it flow. And they foster happy experiences for others. They're social. They foster happy experiences for others. Let's talk about that a little more, being social. Um, so this whole playing big thing, um, I have a friend who is going to be doing this group, uh, this free group where you get to sign up for this play big challenge, which would be really fun if you show up and you do that because you get to be social. And that's a that's a part of being a happy person is like, you know, talking about fun things. Let's let's go environments where we can talk about fun things like playing big in our life. All right. So that's coming up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have an awesome day and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, shoot. And remember that you are showing up today as a happy person. That means you're going to observe. So people start talking crap. You're just observing. You ain't going to jump in, talk crap to you right? And you're going to shift that energy in that space intentionally. You're letting the things go that bother you. You're like, peace, peace. And then you're going to foster happy experience for others. What can you do to bring some joy into someone else's life? Even just writing a little note to them, sending a happy message, writing a good podcast review, you know, things like that. Wink, wink. I'm just kidding. I hope you do have an awesome day though. All right. I'm, I'm going for real this time. Bye.